Oh, guys, this is awkward. What happened? Well, the show's not started, but we're going to have to issue an apology before the show actually starts. I'm sorry for the future. You should be. <laughs> I mean, really, it's your fault because this is your episode and we screwed up. And so we're having to put this on at the beginning to tell you that at the end of the show, after the normal do-do-do-do-do bit at the end, where there's an addendum because we did this whole episode and then we found out some information after the fact that we are going to have to correct some of what we said in the episode. So stay tuned till the very, very end and you'll get Pete's um, apology and, and us chastising him, and you, but you'll also get some some knowledge thrown down on you. So stay tuned till the end of the show. There's a cliffhanger for you. Hello, and welcome to episode 180 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Butler, joined today with the caveat of caveats, Melissa Kavanaugh. Howdy ho. And the taco of tacos, Phil Fariska. <laughs> Welcome back, all you honorary fuel against. And Pete, what do you want to be? The what of what's? Uh, I want to be... Oh no, I don't have, I don't oh, have anything for this. Maybe the... the of you can be the bee of yeah. bees. The beekeeper of beekeepers. Yeah. Pete DeMeo. That's where you say hey. Hey everybody! Welcome back to the podcast. There you go. Are you are you excited today, Pete? This is this is an episode with a zero end. It's an episode with a zero end, and it's a Pete cast because it's it one that I've been working on. Amazing, and you know it's been a quiet news week for us as we record this. Don't don't you think? Not a lot going on in the hotel industry at all this week. Pretty, <laughs> pretty much nothing. It's like a bye week. No, yeah, or it is. is it? Or is it? Bum, bum, bum. We're going to be talking about two big things today. One in the news news and then the other one, we're going to break it down, Fuligan style Pete, you want to give us a little overview of what we're going to be talking about? Absolutely. So we're going to talk about TripAdvisor Plus, their new program, and if it's going to destroy your hotel's direct bookings. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, yes it is. All right, moving on. Next yeah, episode but, but. is 181. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be a little more nuanced and a little more balanced than that when we break it down. But before before we get into that, all right, player's choice. Do we want to do a newsaroo first or do we want to do a start of the week first? Melissa, you choose. Oh, man. Let's do the start of the week first. All right, go Just for it. You do the jingle. It's the start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. So what's the stat of the week this week? Wait, time out. Where are the beep boops? We can, we can play the beep boops, but Melissa jumped on it. You snooze you lose around here. Do we yeah. prefer the jingle or the beep boops? I, I thought we were split on I'm this. Like, I'm a jingle fan myself. All right. Yeah. Phil, jingle, do you want the beep boops too? Is. Are you going to peep out? I enjoy if we... the beep boops. Okay. Pete, beep boops you... Pete, can you do the beep boops? Here they go. Don't what about that, that beep boop? I miss the old beep boops. Me too. 
Yeah, I, I need to get this all set up properly. This was had it starting at nine seconds, and that's a crappy place to start, apparently. Because uh, you should start it at eight seconds. Yeah, but here's the thing. People don't join this podcast to hear the greatest radio sound effects. They join it to hear the greatest news and information in the hotel marketing world. You think? Have you, have you asked them that? Are you making that assumption? I was going by our reviews since we're a okay. five-star reviewed podcast on iTunes and all the other platforms out there. But no one's ever criticized the beep boops or the, the jingles or anything. So That's that true. might that be the, be the core reason. That pushes us to five-star. Mm-hmm. So anyway, regardless, do we actually have a stat of the week this week? We actually do have a stat of the week, and it is from Google themselves. And according to Google Trends, searches for, quote-unquote, fully vaccinated travel jump 750% and CDC guidelines for travel spiked 650% on Tuesday, which was the 8th, I think, uh, per Google Trends. So people are trying to get the heck out of their house. They want out. They well, want to travel. They want to go. People are seeing all their friends posting their you know, their, their vaccination cards and like, well, everything must be back to normal. Everyone's getting vaccinated. Ready to go. This is such great information from a hotelier's perspective. And this is what we've been waiting for. So when we talked about making sure you're ready to, to ride the wave of travel and tourism, make sure you're putting your ducks in a row now because when it starts, it's going to come in pretty fast. And we're even seeing that here locally where, you know, people are searching, people are booking, and it's definitely turning around for us. Yeah. And I think this is the beginning of the last phase of this. And hopefully none of these variants are going to throw us a major curveball. But the, the important numbers to be looking at, and, and I wish the media would, would shift their focus onto this, is hospitalizations and death rate. If we can get those two numbers under control, especially the, the latter of those, if we can get those under control, we can really go back to almost normal. We're not going to be in a society where COVID doesn't exist. We're not going to be in a society where flu doesn't exist, right? We just need to be in a society where there's acceptable levels of uh, problems caused by these viruses that, that are among us, and we take the appropriate precautions. But we've got to get back to travel in a responsible and safe way. That doesn't mean we throw out our masks and, and start being cavalier and gathering in massive groups. But it does mean we need to get back to living our lives. And, you know, not only does our industry depend on it, but also, you know, our sanity as, as a human species depends on it, too. We've got to get back to somewhat normal. And so uh, these signs are really, really positive. And, and we need to do everything we can to continue to encourage people to get vaccinated and to continue to encourage people to travel responsibly in I really am feeling really optimistic about this year. I think the signs are there. The, the you know, this the um, savings indexes are really high. We're about to get another stimulus check round in North America. Confidence is going up. You know, the health risks are decreasing rapidly. We're doing things the right way and not being selfish. We're going to get through this really, really well and have a great 2021. Methinks. I concur. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been, have you got, any of you had the first or second shot yet? Not eligible. Yeah, well, there are loopholes, sort of. Um, but, you know, a lot of places, I've heard a lot of people now beginning to open up, and even the president this week said that he wants all states, um, was it by the end of April, to be open to everyone 
you know, of any age. A lot of states now have moved to 40 plus. Um, but what I've found is you, you need to be your own advocate if you want to get a vaccine. Um, you've got to be connected to the to the news in your area. You've got to maybe drive out of your way a little bit. You know, I know teachers, for example, that have driven um, for two, three hours to go get their vaccines. So you can, you can do it if you do it responsibly. Obviously, don't steal someone's place in line. But if, if you feel like you need to, if you're in a, a job that has a lot of contact with people, then you should be out actively looking for ways to get vaccinated right now. Uh, I had uh, I had a couple friends who were contacting uh, places to get vaccinated and said, if you have any left over at the end of the day that you would have to get rid of, because yeah. I guess they, they can't keep them long enough. Uh, yeah. If you have any that you, you got to get rid of, you know, we'll take them, we'll, we'll come right over. And they were able to get vaccinated. Yeah, that, that's what my wife and I did. And the, re the primary reason we did it was because we're, we're caretakers of an elderly couple. My in-laws live with us. But, um, you know, we got them vaccinated and we were able to get vaccinated within a, a week of, of them doing so. So um, there are there are methods to do it, you know, especially if you're, like I said, dealing with the public, if you're a teacher, if you're a frontline worker, then I really think you should be aggressively looking for ways to get vaccinated. And also, if you're not quite eligible yet you know, take the role of being a connector and if you see where these opportunities exist then you know keep in contact with your network your friends your family if there are old folks that you know that haven't you know been able to get onto a waiting list help them find ways to do it as well the sooner we get the at-risk population vaccinated the sooner the media for all will calm down and we can get back to normal and, and that's what we all want really that, that was a good stat really good stat so let, let's move on, shall we, to the newsaroos. With hotel marketing that cannot lose, now it's time for your newsaroos. I have a question for you, Pete. Yeah, what's up? So the, the OG, the very original version of that, there was no your in that last sentence. But I, I noticed recently you've been adding that consistently. So, so talk me through that decision that you've made. Or was it even a decision? When you're an artist, you kind of just have to, you know, go where the muses take you. And I think this is going to be known as my your period. Uh -huh. So so you reserved the right to, to go back to the original if you so choose exactly. at a later date. We don't we don't uh -huh. know, we don't know where my music is going to take me in the future. He just goes by the, the artist formerly known as Pete now. Yeah. <laughs> I He's singing to everyone on a personal level now, like it's a one-to-one -one relationship. It's 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 your newsaroos. Yeah. Like marketing to yeah. the power of one. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but you know what, what is really exciting about this? Is that Google's eliminating fees for hotel booking links. Wow. That's the newsaroo. Well, do you want to elaborate on what that means a little more? Yeah, actually, so, this still isn't true. It's, uh, I didn't add it, but I'll talk about it. Um, it's essentially a free version of Google Hotel Ads. So Google Hotel Ads um, will now have an organic section. Uh, so you'll, you'll still see the four paid positions at the top, much like you would in a normal search result. But below that, you're going to see everyone else with a with a rate feed and the rates that they're providing for for the dates that you're searching. Um, so any hotel can be a part of this. They don't have to pay to be a part of this. They just need an integration partner to provide the rate feed to Google Hotel Center, 
Uh, once the rate feed's set up, uh, your ads will start to show in that organic section. Yeah, and if, if you are doing the paid, you get two swipes at the guest. You're going to get two two results right there. So it's it's great, really good. I think this warrants an entire episode, to be honest, but we had to talk about it this, this week because it was very timely. And I don't personally think it's a coincidence that they released this news a day after the embargo was lifted on the TripAdvisor Plus rollout stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I, and I don't think it was done to to disrupt the noise that TripAdvisor was making. I think it was the opposite. I think Google has been experimenting with this for a long time. They've done this on other verticals already in the past and slipping it in under the, the radar when the TripAdvisor Plus conversation is going on is really smart because I don't think as many people are paying attention to it as they perhaps would have under normal circumstances. This would have been the lead story for weeks had TripAdvisor not just done what they've done. So Google's been testing this for quite some time now, too. Um, we've seen the organic results in the past, uh, but now it is, it's rolled out to everybody. Well, yeah. And also, I would consider the fact that Google's already, you know, is phasing out third-party cookies. Everybody is in the process of building a platform where they own the users on the website. From what we're going to talk about today with TripAdvisor Plus to what Google's doing to what everybody is doing is even independent hoteliers are, are working on is making sure you can control the environment. And you know, for Google, that's keeping you on the SERP as long as they possibly can until they're ready to make that booking. Yeah. Make no mistake, there is a battle going on. It's an age-old battle that's been going on since the dawn of time for the hearts and mind of the consumer. And it, it's more important now more than ever, drink, because of the third-party cookies going away. So, yeah, absolutely. I think the motivations for both this and TripAdvisor Plus are very similar, although the strategies are a little different. But this, again, we need to have a whole episode dedicated to this. This, this is a really, really big deal. If you look at what Google did on flights and on shopping when they, they took this approach, they increased traffic and visibility to those sections of their SERP by like ridiculous amounts, right? And so this is a play to get more people using google.com slash travel ultimately and seeing Google as that one-stop shop for travel planning in disintermediating TripAdvisor and the OTAs and all the others that they currently make money from but ultimately don't want to make money from they want to make money directly from the hotel so they get more money yeah i want to i want to talk more about this but you're right it deserves its own episode which i will create and maybe it'll be our next one okay okay well we look well, hey, forward to that do you know who else wants to control the customer who's that tripadvisor.com mm. hmm. yeah so hmm. so that's really what we're going to talk about today is tripadvisor's new program called plus and what it means for us as independent hoteliers, as well as ways that we can take this and turn it into something that's very effective for us instead of something that's going to be very detrimental. And I, based on how hoteliers react to this and how they change their strategy is going to dictate how TripAdvisor Plus ends up affecting you. Mm-hmm. Can I just so, say for the record that, I mean... I don't know how they did it. These guys are geniuses because how they came up with this name of just putting plus after their brand. <laughs> I mean, it is it is so modern and innovative 
and I, I don't know why candidly anyone hasn't thought about it before. I mean, it's genius. Well, Apple hasn't thought about it. Discovery hasn't. Dis- Disney about hasn't. It. Yeah, Disney hasn't Google. Thought about it. No. Well, no one thought about. It. Yeah, I was actually in some of the the back end meetings, and it, originally it was going to be TripAdvisor Extreme, but just with an X. Yeah, <laughs> I got shot down. <laughs> Uh, I mean, really, yeah, it may, that's just turning the plus sideways a little bit, you know, rotating the plus. That's all it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, let's talk a little bit about TripAdvisor Extreme and, <laughs> and what it is. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, so let's let's take a step back. I know a lot of people who have been kind of plugged into, you know, any hotel marketing or just really travel news has heard a little bit about it. But we're going to start off talking about just what it is. And then from there, what we can do to to make the most of it. More or less, it is a travel club. So TripAdvisor is rolling this out to where users can pay $90, $99 for an annual membership. And that will help you unlock exclusive savings in addition to at least one perk every time you visit a property. Now, there's a couple, a couple important things here. One is the rate for that you get for, say, TripAdvisor Plus is not seen to customers who are not members. So you, know, you may see a hotel's best available rate, and that rate will, the next rate for the Plus membership is going to be hidden until you pay the money. But what you can be sure of is it's going to be at least 10% below the best available rate that a property has to offer. In addition to that, when you book your stay, not only do you get 10% a minimum off the best rate, you also are going to get one type of perk. And TripAdvisor is suggesting a welcome gift, early check-in, late check-out, a resort credit, basically anything that will make the stay that much better. If you think about the things that a savvy hotelier is going to give to their direct booking guests, that is what TripAdvisor is demanding if you want to participate in the plus program as a hotelier. And Pete, does it have to be exclusive? Is it something that you can also offer direct? So I don't see anywhere where it says it has to be exclusive. Me either. I haven't seen that either. Uh, Now I know that they're saying that it must be 10% below the best available rate, which means I feel like that's going to be best available unrestricted rate. Yeah. That if you have a package or something like that at, on your own site, that shouldn't be a problem. But we've reached out to our TripAdvisor reps and are just kind of waiting to hear back the the nuances of the program. I think they're yeah. kind of overwhelmed because I'm sure everybody's doing that right now. Yeah. My understanding is it's a minimum of 10%, but their goal is to get 12 to 15% discount off of rack rates. So Yeah. And, 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 and specifically, the- cheaper than the OTAs is, is really what they're going for. Yeah. And when you look at it from just as a simple math perspective, let's say you have a, a family who's going on a five-day vacation and staying at a $150 night property. Mm-hmm. If they were to sign up for a for plus and book a property that has you know, a plus discount, immediately they're going to be saving a minimum of $75 on that one booking, plus getting something like free breakfast, late checkout. Basically, it makes it worth it, even if you're traveling for a single vacation. And that's where it's going to become a little bit scary if you are a hotelier or if you're an OTA, to be honest with you, because 
once you pay the money and you are part of TripAdvisor's plus ecosystem, you're going to want to stay within that ecosystem. Yeah, that's why economists call sunk cost, right? It's where you've already invested something in something and therefore you're a lot more tethered to it and more likely to use it in the future. Exactly. Like Prime, like you've already paid your membership to Prime, so you can get that free shipping all year long. So, of course, you're going to buy everything you can off of Amazon. Why would you buy yeah. it anywhere else? E even right. if it's a little bit cheaper somewhere else, I still find myself buying it from Prime because I'm, it, I'm used to the experience. I don't have to add into my credit card. Like exactly. It would have to be a significant value addition for me not to continue to use Prime. Right. Yeah, and so very, you know, everything that I see makes me think this is going to be a big success for TripAdvisor. Well, so kind of going from, from there, maybe, I wanted... right? Maybe. They, they, they have been known to fail with other initiatives in the past. Uh, you know, for example, um, Instant Book was very yeah. mediocre in its, its, you know, rollout. I think that this is going to depend more on adoption, right? So like Pete said, someone someone can make plus worth it in one single trip, and then it's just you know every other trip they take after that, it's continued savings. So if TripAdvisor can get that point across to the average consumer, I think that's that's their challenge with plus is is being able to get buy-in from people and making them understand the savings of paying the $99 annual membership to, to make it you know, make it worth their, their while to, to do that for just a single trip. And, you know, they'll, they will save on top of that. But yeah. also think about this. If hotels don't buy into this, that leaves the supply of what these consumers can actually book slim. Yeah, exactly. And I think and, that's, and, that's going to be TripAdvisor's big concern. And when we talk a little bit about the pricing side, they, they have made it very clear that the commission structure is going to be significantly less than their other products. When I think of other products, I'm thinking Instant Book, uh, which is typically between 10 and 12% commission. So it's right. going to be a lower cost for hotels, but you do have to factor in the fact that you also have to give them 10 to 15% off the best rate. Well, yeah, yeah. Instant Book is 12, 12 to 15%. So, and that's, that's just the commission that the hotel pays. Right. Right. And right now, my understanding is there's no commission. It's free for hotels to participate. All you have to do today is give that ten minimum ten percent discount and a free perk, and you're on and and obviously connect, and you're on the platform. There is no additional commission yet, yet right. in the operative word, right? Right, and I mean, we we all know our drug dealer. They say you know the first one's free. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, charge before. Yeah. <laughs> well, they need they need it's it's kind of a you know. A chicken and an egg thing. They they've got to have the consumers to create the demand for it to be worthwhile to hotels, but they've got to have the hotels to make it worthwhile for the consumers. Yeah. So they're they're really sweetening the pot on both sides. And it's really the same playbook that Amazon used. They they need mass penetration, and so they're basically going to lose money in the first year or so to try to get that to occur. But they, they, you know their burn rate's going to be significant, and and it's going to take a while. And it may or may not work. You know, but I don't know that they're going to have a massive burn rate. In the case of Amazon, they didn't have the marketplace yet. <laughs> they had the product. And in this case, TripAdvisor already has the, the marketplace in terms of people visiting the website. 
so now they have to make sure that they can get an adoption from the hotels to have the product that they want to sell. Yeah, but their burn rate comes from a couple of things. One, infrastructure investment, right? They've got to support this. They've got to manage this. They've got to promote this. Um, but they, then they're also, there's, there's the lost revenue. They're, they're going to be diverting, I would imagine, significant volume from their meta search platform, TripConnect, to this. So you're, you're going to be increasing costs, decreasing revenue. I mean, obviously, $99 per, per user isn't insignificant, but it's, it's, you know, is that really going to offset your costs enough initially? Probably not. Right. I, I think it's going to be close, though, because one, TripAdvisor is already advertising. This gives them something to actually talk about in the ads that they're already buying. They're only going to be rolling this out as properties have rate available. So you, in those cases, you'll still, be, you'll still be able to book a regular hotel room, pay the typical commission. So I feel like this is going to be almost like a handoff where you go from either an instant book or a trip connect rate, and now slowly you're transitioning over to the, the plus rate. From their perspective, mm. it, it may be a less of a, a burden on their part as they ramp up this program. But you know, we're going to have to wait and see. Oh, well, it kind of reminds me of that goal. Sorry, sorry. I said what what they're developing here is is I think the end goal is the user base, right? So they want uh, they want a ton of hotels participating in the program. I feel like a hotel would then be more likely to participate in other programs of theirs if they're not already, because now they have a better trust in TripAdvisor. And then from the consumer side, they're they're building up a what I you know if if there's a lot of participation could be a very very loyal. Uh, user base of people who will only book because they're part of the TripAdvisor Plus program, like you guys talked about earlier. They put that investment in; they're they're going to use it. Right. Yeah, it's a captive audience. It, this this strategy is solely about the hearts and the mind of the consumer because they know. I mean, if we look back at history, TripAdvisor made its money initially and got its user base by treating the consumer the way the consumer wanted to be treated. They they did everything with the the consumer at the forefront of their decisions and the hotelier was secondary. Then they went private, uh, public, right? And, and that shifted a little bit. The, now Wall Street was their number one focus. They lost sight of the consumer a lot, which has been part of their trouble. And the hotelier got relegated to third spot in the hierarchy. So they're, they're trying to, you know, make amends for that, I think, with the consumer here. But it's still the third priority in their hierarchy is still hotels. Their agenda and the hotel's agenda are not aligned with this initiative at all. Right. It, it, it's funny you, you brought up that they've kind of lost their way because I, I kind of wanted to move into specifically why they're pushing uh, plus and they're going to be pushing plus so hard. And I've kind of boiled it down to four things that TripAdvisor really needs to do. And we can kind of just take turns kind of going through this list. But I think the first one is we talked about Google in the news route today. They're actively marching into that OTA space. They are putting more rates out there. They're becoming more aggressive. And it's only a matter of time when Google just sees TripAdvisor, Expedia, Travago, you name it as burdens to their ultimate goal. So they're going to have to do everything they can to TripAdvisor, that is, to keep their space. Google's already overtaking many properties that we're looking at in terms of reviews and the velocity of the reviews that are coming in. 
at this point, it's in, and Phil chime in, it's almost it's far more important to make sure you have great Google reviews and TripAdvisor reviews almost. Yeah, that's that's uh, seemingly the shift. I mean, if if you think about five years ago, no one would have said that. I think right. TripAdvisor was still, you know, top dog when it came to reviews, and now we see a, a drastic shift. And you know, just even when we talk to our clients about reputation management, Google's Google's number one because they're so good at keeping people in their own ecosystem. And I think this is this is what TripAdvisor's, as I mentioned before, that's what they're trying to steal away. They don't even want people to go to Google when they're when they're thinking about travel. They want people to come straight to TripAdvisor because they're part of Plus. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> and then going from there, you know, the second reason I see that TripAdvisor really has to make this work is, you know, I'm, I'm not being you know over the top when I say I think this is what TripAdvisor needs to do if they want to survive in general. They've got to find a way to own their customer and creating that paid membership. We've already talked about this one of loyal bookers is just about the only way they're going to be able to make that happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think they've been struggling for a while. They, they, you know, it's not a well-kept secret that people have been circling and looking at them as a strategic acquisition because they felt like they were weak. I mean, it's, the stock price has kind of fluctuated, although recent months it's been doing fairly well. Um, but th this is a good strategic move for them. Like if I yeah. were in their shoes, I'd be very proud of this move and be putting all my efforts towards it. Yeah, and I think they're going to need to do so. You mentioned stock prices. In December, when they did a soft launch of Plus, very limited markets, their stock price is at $26. Today... It's at 59. Now, yeah, there's way up, uh, many other factors that go into that that stock price, but it's clear that investors are pretty interested in seeing this new revenue stream come in. It, it gives them TripAdvisor a fighting chance to to be relevant in the future. We shall see. We shall see. And then, kind of the last thing is, I think you know, TripAdvisor's lost their way so much that <laughs> they're not even going back to their review-based roots. And they're saying, hey, let's try something new. Let's uh, let's create a travel club because we need to to reboot more or less. Well, they've right. lost that battle flat out. They, there's no yeah. recovery from that. They cannot beat Google at that game. Period. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, and I, we thought we all agreed TripAdvisor dropped the ball when it comes to reviews. I think that would have kicked this can further down the road if they didn't screw that up so badly. But with the way Google is structured and the velocity of reviews are coming in via Google. That was a battle that they were going to lose regardless, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, Google just gets a lot more eyeballs and, and have continued to get deeper down the, the, the supply chain, the value chain of the hotel booking journey. And TripAdvisor hasn't. So, I mean, this is sort of a response to that. But they, they're, they're smart enough to know they're not going to out-Google Google. Yep, exactly. So... So we want to go over a few real quick things that just any hotel will need to know to participate in Google Plus. Or Did not Google, Google Plus. Plus? TripAdvisor Plus. <clears throat> That's why they should call it TripAdvisor Extreme. Uh, anyway, so so if as a hotelier, first and foremost, if you want to participate, they're requiring a minimum of 10% discount off your best rate, although they do recommend a 15% discount. So that's right off the top. In addition to that, you have to offer some value-added perk. That's the free breakfast, the gift, late checkout, whatever that might be. 
which is yeah, so, again, another expense that the property is going to have to incur. Right. So for people saying this is commission free right now, you're essentially replacing commission with discount. I mean, from a P&L perspective, there's not a lot of difference. If you're taking 10%, 15, lopping 10%. 15, or, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it goes in a different spot in your, in your P&L, but it, it flows to the same point at the bottom. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing too is properties can come on and off the program as they like and as occupancy demands, which is, which is pretty helpful. You're not going to be locked into participating in plus now and in the future based on your occupancy and based on when you need guests, you can have this on for very specific periods of time, which is a good thing. And we'll talk a bit more that more about that, but it is flexible. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, not it's not last room inventory. You you can turn it off at any point. They're not gonna like some of the OTAs will dim you or, or or somehow punish you, penalize you if you don't give them all the inventory that's available on your website. This is not that yep, currently. I wonder if will it be gonna, in the future? Maybe. I wonder if they're gonna do something similar to what they did with sponsored placements, where when you're running sponsored placements, if you want to turn it off, you have to completely cancel that that platform um but they they make it very difficult to do so they basically just tell you to set a a reminder to turn it back on type of date like no we're just gonna we're gonna turn it off for a month and then we'll, we can come right back I, I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna work in something like that some kind of psychological trigger for the hotelier yeah and let's be honest right we we've dealt with TripAdvisor for a long time as a company. We've done integrations to, to TripConnect, to Instant Book. We've worked with a lot of their platforms from you know, business listings and sponsored positions and all this stuff. TripAdvisor never makes stuff easy. You know, They're always really siloed at different teams that you're dealing with for each product, and they tend to make you jump through a ton of hoops just to get set up, let alone to make changes and to cancel. So that that's that's always been their Achilles heel. And part of why some of these pivots in the past have not succeeded is is completely down to their own inadequacies, from my experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so some, some other things we want to consider as well is currently, as you mentioned, sort of the pricing is free to be a part of it other than the the actual expenses of the, the discounts and the, the perks that are, go along with it. Longer term, I've read several places where they are heading to a cost per conversion model such as instant book, but with a greatly reduced rate. So it won't cost you nearly as much long-term, hopefully. But like I said, we haven't seen what those specific rates are going to be once this program reaches greater adoption. So, uh, so are you saying that like you're you're going to be paying a instant book type percentage? Uh, no, significantly lower, like a couple of percent Yeah. versus 10, 15%. Because you're already giving the discount to be a part of it, right? Correct. Right. Right. So they're just already it. getting the revenue from yeah. the ninety nine dollars. So. Yeah. Yeah. And and here's the thing, like right now it's easy to be free, but you know, at some point you have to wonder are, are they gonna have something like what they do with Instant Book where you can fluctuate your how much of it commission you want to pay in order to define your exposure. Because if every property comes on board, all of a sudden everyone just got you know fifteen percent less profitable. Yeah. You know, it would be interesting if you told, you know, TripAdvisor, here's, here's the net rate. You can you can show a discount or keep as much as you want, you know, and just yeah. let them, based on supply and demand, manipulate what the discount is and what the commission is. 
Yeah. So, and, and, and lastly, there's really two things. One is obviously, as you would expect, you have to have a rate interface to TripAdvisor. That's going to become crazy, crazy important. If you don't have one already, we can help you with that. But you do want to make sure that you're heading in that direction where you can display your rate. Yeah, I mean, if you are listening and you, and you don't know how to do that, you can reach out to us, info.fueltravel.com. Depending on your tech stack, your PMS, um, we may be able to help you. So info.fueltravel.com. And that goes for both TripAdvisor um, Plus, but also for the Google hotel ads that we talked about at the beginning, the organic and the paid listings. If, you, yeah. if you're struggling to get on those, I mean, you have to be on those at this point. Um, but if you're struggling, give us a shout info at fueltravel.com either either we'll be able to help you or we can point you in the direction of someone that can yep and here's a good thing is like all trip advisor bookings hotels get the full folio so they're going to get the person's name phone number email address all the stuff that goes along with theoretically in-house booking so it's still going to be better than what you would get from an ota who's going to cloak your email addresses and you're not going to be able to connect communicate with the guest so that is a good thing, and you got to factor that into your overall. So let, let's talk about that, right? Because I think it's one of the things that, that there are, there's two camps that have already manifested in the hospitality industry. Those that are lauding this as the savior of the industry and those that are predicting it it being like the downfall of the industry. You know, I, I lean towards the, the right of that. Um, but... People are saying this is great. This is way better than OTAs because we get the contact information of the guest. And I just I think that's just naive. I think it's it's sales spin that TripAdvisor wants people to believe, wants people to drink their Kool-Aid because they're creating an infrastructure in a community of people where the sole reason that they're doing that investment of $99 is because they believe they're always going to book through TripAdvisor every time in the future. So if you believe that you're going to pull someone out of that ecosystem where someone has that $99 sunk cost, if you think you're going to be able to do that, it you're crazy. I mean, I think it's going to be harder to convert a TripAdvisor Plus guest to a direct booker than it is an OTA guest to a direct booker. Not that it's impossible, but the fact you have the email isn't the hard part because you can get an email from every guest that comes into your, your property, mm -hmm. whether they booked on an OT or not. The hard part is changing the psychology of the guest, changing the behavior of the guest so that they book with you direct next time. And that include, you know, that involves a whole lot of communication, a whole lot of value proposition and incentive development. So if you're not doing that work with OTAs right now, don't fool yourself into thinking you're going to do that with TripAdvisor guests. Yeah, and even, even if you... That consumer now has money on the line invested in this program. Why right. Why would they? Yeah, that's the sunk cost in economics, that people are really tied to something they've already invested in. It's it's the reason we, we finish watching a bad movie, because we've already invested time. But if you think about it logically, if the first hour and a half of a movie is awful, the logical thing to do would be to walk out for the last 30 minutes. But we don't, because as humans, we value sunk cost. Well, and I think to, to piggyback on that thought is, you know, yes, you get the guest information. What are you going to use it for? You're going to use it for email. You're going to use it for, you know, customer match lists on Facebook and Google. You're going to go reach them with, say, display ads or potentially search ads in the future. So then you're sinking more cost to go reach back out to that guest. And guess what that TripAdvisor Plus guest is going to do? 
mm-hmm. they're going to see your ad. And mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I remember staying there. And they're going to go back to TripAdvisor and exactly. book you again where you have to give a discounted rate. That's the right. evil and the genius of what TripAdvisor is doing here, right? Because they, they're telling this narrative that, hey, we're, we're on your side, hotels. We give you the guest data. We know that's what you've been screaming for from the OTAs. And we love you so much that we're going to give you this gift, right? And then they're, they're closing the door on that meeting and going to an internal meeting and saying, these suckers, I can't believe that they bought that. Now they're going to go spend all their marketing dollars to promote their property so that I can get that booking again next time. That's exactly what's going to happen. So I agree with you that it's they're fine sharing the data. This mm-hmm. is what TripAdvisor has always done. I don't think they're saying, hey, look how nice we are. We're giving you the data. I think they're saying, hey, look, we're slightly less problematic than the OTAs. And I think that's all that is really kind of coming out of that. You know, we've talked a lot about having to become very proactive, becoming a hunter. And if you start using plus, you need to use it very carefully and you need to have your retargeting, your re-engagement on point because otherwise, like everyone said, it's going to, it's going to get you. Yeah. And I, I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying you shouldn't do this because I think you should, everyone should be experimenting with this right now. It's a relatively low risk, short term value proposition. However, you should absolutely go into it with your eyes wide open about what you're getting into and fully aware of the potential long term problems that this can create. And, and you know, we'll talk about some of the pros and cons in a, in a minute, but you've got to make sure that if you're investing in this, you're committing time and resources and money to this. That what you're not doing is taking people that currently are booking direct and shifting them to this ch- channel. If if you're taking people that are booking on other third-party channels and shifting them to, the, to this platform, it's probably not a bad bad thing to do to diversify your distribution, right? But if if you're sacrificing direct bookings for this, you're making a massive mistake that is going to come and bite you in the rear down the line. Yeah. Definitely. So, so let's talk. So we've already talked about kind of the good and bad of getting an email. Let's talk about some more good and bad stuff. Do we need a jingle for that? Good and bad stuff with TripAdvisor Plus. Slash extreme. Yeah. Just, just, extreme. just good and bad, no ugly, huh? Yeah. I was gonna put some ugly in there, but I. We have too many millennials. They're not gonna know what that movie was. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. We'll just go. We'll go down the line. And we'll go. We'll go around the circle here, so everybody will read some. First of all, the good thing is, you're only paying for perform for, for performance, so you do know what your ROAS is going to be, which is good. So, you know, you know you're going to be sinking, you know, four, ten to fifteen percent plus a, a value add into the program to get a booking. So, out of the gate, it may not be your most expensive means of uh driving driving demand and, but, and uh, that's now and focus on what that what that value add that you're you're required to provide actually costs you and when you're considering what return on ad spend would be for a platform like this factor that in as well and, and really understand what what that means for your bottom line and for please do not give away a value add that is going to cost you on property revenue AKA do not give them late checkouts, early check-ins and do not do free breakfast because that is actual hard cost that you're going to have to eat. 
the so, free gift. So I don't give him a t-shirt, Pete? No, you know, give, give him a, yeah, give him like a, a toddler's medium t-shirt or something <laughs> that they still have to go buy another one. Or, or get, you know, a water bottle or a No, when they g- check give him a $10, $20 food credit so that they right. definitely eat in your establishment. Something that's going to drive, you know, more yes. likelihood of them spending their second wallet with you. But the other thing I would say, don't give them anything at all that you're not already giving to your direct booking guests. Right. Yes. All right. So that was the good. Who's going to do the bad? Uh, We kind of already touched on this one, but your property will become a product of the Plus program. So people who are loyal to Plus will continue to book through Plus. They're gonna they're gonna see the the value of it, and and they're gonna continue to book through this platform, maybe not so much booking direct. Yep. Yeah, and it, I, and I'm glad in this note. This. Or go ahead. I was gonna say I'm glad in these notes, Pete, that you called out Groupon because that was the analogy yeah. that I used earlier on on Lauren Gray's show. And so great minds think alike. There we came to that independently, but. We've done these analysis where you can look at the guests that have stayed with you from Groupon. It's a, it's a different type of guest, and we haven't really talked about what TripAdvisor guest is likely to be. But this is Groupon is a certain segment of guests, but regardless of that, they are loyal to Groupon. And if you book them once at your property through Groupon, you are very, very unlikely to book them again. And in fact, what we've noticed in the data is we see a lot of instances where someone had booked at full rate previously. Now they've got into the Groupon funnel and even where people have had a booking canceled because you put out a Groupon, book through Groupon and you never get them back at rack rate again. This is, yeah, this is the I same mean, risk here. I meant to say this earlier. I think it's really important to pay attention to your guest data as well and understand who the guest is and know what platform they're booking from if they come into you through plus pay attention to guest history this may take some time for you to gather the data but is a is a guest that books through plus a guest that ends up booking again or not um is it is it the groupon effect yeah and it's going to depend on your property right it's going to depend on a lot of things The, the the conventional thinking right now is that the the early adopters of Plus are going to be more affluent travelers, people that are traveling to higher ADR, longer length of stay bookings, because there's an incentive for those, more of an incentive for those people to sink $99 because they're going to save at least $99 when they do that. So this this isn't for low-end properties, short-stay properties, anything like that yet. I mean, I think it could potentially, if it's successful, grow into that. But the type of properties that people are going to be looking for on this initially are probably likely to be slightly higher end. Yeah, my initial thought was uh, the the family who travels to Vegas three four times a year to go gamble or something like that. Mm-hmm. They, they're gonna they're gonna jump on something like this. Yeah, yeah, taking the kids to gamble. It's great parenting right there. <laughs> Did I say family? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I'm just thinking of my uncle. My aunt who go to Vegas three or four times. I thought you, would, you and Alyssa took Isla to, to the slots already. I wasn't sure. Hey, she didn't pull the lever. I promise. Her <laughs> she just liked the bright lights. And the... <laughs> nice. All right, we got another good, 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 good. Well, we've already talked about this one, yeah. but at least with 
whatever, at least you're getting the guest information so you can attempt to get them back. With yeah, fool's gold. Yeah. Mark my words, that is fool's gold. But it is better than not having the guest contact yeah. information. Yeah, I, I honestly, I considered having these more on a spectrum of good to bad yeah. because that's more of a, a neutral. Maybe maybe that's the ugly, you know? The oh, ugly yeah. truth is it sounds it good. Oh. I like it. That's becoming yeah. ugly. Yeah. But here, I'll give you a, a clear example of bad. And we talked about this a little bit earlier with Groupon. Yeah, you're bringing in new guests with the program, but you're also anchoring them with a lower rate. And would those guests be willing to come back for return stay at your normal best available rate? My guess is no. We've seen this with Groupon. You're going to bounce around to whatever the deal is, and you're not so much a customer of the property. You're just a customer of TripAdvisor Plus giving you a, a cheaper-than-cheap deal. Yeah. I think every property needs to be really figuring out a way with the technology they have to be offering member-only rates. And those member-only rates should be equal to a greater discount than what you're doing here. And if that means you raise your, your bar rate, so be it. But you, I don't think you should ever offer a rate outside of your direct booking strategy, whether that's on Trip TripAdvisor Plus or anywhere outside of a package that you don't offer on your own website. And if you have to lock that behind some kind of password system, a member system to avoid penalty from the, the OTAs, then you should st still do it. You should invest the effort to get that done. Absolutely. I see Pete changing it to ugly in the notes right now. <laughs> hey, you, you fo focus on your bullet point, man. <laughs> um, all right. So the good. The program is, it's new. I mean, this is that's why we're talking about it right now. It's news. Uh, you have the advantage of being an early adopter. So all of these people, if, if Google, or sorry, TripAdvisor does a great job of getting people to sign up for this and drop the $99, and you're one of the few hotels that's offering a discount, you're almost guaranteed to get that that booking. So it, right now, uh, if you if you jump on it right now, you're likely to get uh, a good influx of bookings over people who don't or just can't participate in the platform right now. So there, there is the benefit of that. But again, we've talked about this. It may have waning performance over time. Stuart, use yeah. your word. Use your word. Yeah, well, I, got, I stole it from Gary Vaynerchuk originally. But yeah, arbitrage is what's going on here. Early, adop early adopter advantage where prices are typically low. TripAdvisor has already literally said the price is going up. We're going to start charging commission at some point. This is the truest definition of a drug dealer method. So you'd be foolish not to, to experiment with it at least. The other thing to keep in mind right now is all of the flags are sitting on the sidelines and waiting and seeing. Some, Hyatt, I think, has already said flat out we're not doing it. Marriott is leaning towards not doing it. You know, So there, there are no major flags that have signed on to this yet. So if you're an independent property, there's an even greater advantage to you being on this right now. Oh, the, I think the flags don't want to lean into this because the flags have their own loyalty programs, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're not trying to lose a loyalty yep. guest over to this this TripAdvisor platform where where that guest can now take a loyalty program to any property because they all offer it, which is what TripAdvisor thinks is going to happen. Yep. Right. See, if everybody just bands together, this will be a non-issue. 
Just nobody sign up. I mean, and, and, and history yeah. would tell you that people are used to working together and agreeing on everything, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we're up to the next bad, huh? Yes, we are. So should Plus take off, which may or may not actually happen, uh, according to these notes, you may nearly be required to participate since avid travelers will be looking for this deal. And if people don't all band together and let's say all your competitors in your area are also doing it, then you're potentially missing out on that exposure where all your competitors get that advantage. Exactly. I mean, if, if everyone jumps in, we talked about this earlier, we all just have to basically drop our rate 10, 15%, and we don't get any benefit from it. Yeah, whatsoever. but that's not what will happen, Pete. What will happen no, is everyone no, will raise their rate 10% so that they can offer a, a 10% discount. Yeah. yeah. So e- either way, it's going to make the, the matrix just a little bit more hard, which is not necessarily a good thing. So Mm-mm. so moving on to the ugly, because now we are doing good, bad, and ugly. Uh, yeah, while yeah but you messed it up bad. now because you've got, you got good, bad, ugly, bad, <laughs> good, bad, ugly. It's like an erroneous yeah, bad totally in the middle. Totally threw now. me off when I was going through the notes there, Pete. Yeah, Pete. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, here let's let's talk about this ugly then, and I'll I'll figure this out later. Okay. Okay, so this is not necessarily a bad because it's ugly. You'd be, you'd be real careful not to get addicted to third parties to drive your your bookings in general. If that's an OTA, if that's Google, if that's TripAdvisor Plus, whatever it might be. Groupon. Yeah, it it's an easy solution for a lazy marketer. And we're going to have to be way more aggressive and we're going to be way more proactive moving forward to use something like uh, TripAdvisor Plus when we need to, but understand that it is a tool and not something that we just need to dump money into and let them run with it. Because otherwise you are purely a product and not anything else. Yeah. I, I mean, every every business, every every hotel listening to this right now, Take a pause, take a breath, take out a pen, and put in a goal for your organization and say, what is our current dependence on third parties? Whatever percentage it is, it doesn't matter if it's if you're 10% reliant on third parties or 30% or 100% reliant on third parties. Whatever that number is, write down the date and write down that percentage and go talk to every single member of staff that, that has an important role that can influence that. And that means operations, marketing, sales groups, everyone, go talk to them, rate management, and say, our goal over the next 12 months is to decrease this number. And I don't care how much you you think you can decrease that number by, but just having a goal of decreasing that number over the next 12 months during the recovery is critical. Because if you may fall into the trap of chasing the demand at any cost, and you come out of this a year from now more reliant on OTAs than you are today, it is going to take you years and years to dig yourself out of that. So put in the effort this year to prevent years of pain down the road. That so should be your primary KPI. What's the strategy well, story? Do we tell Do we tell the guests that TripAdvisor is evil and they shouldn't book them again? <laughs> no, I mean the best thing that could happen here, right, would be that this this is sort of the darling of the media, and people get all excited, and a bunch of consumers sign up for it over the next twelve months, 
and then it fails and collapses on itself and is a miserable catastrophe. And then the media starts saying how this was the worst thing for travel ever, and it scares all the other people on in the sidelines right now that are thinking about doing this exact same thing from doing it. So that, that would be like it. best case scenario. That's best case scenario. So milk it while you can, but be rooting for it to fail miserably. That would be it, my and when that guest gets to your property, we've said this, I think since the beginning of the podcast, the moment they step foot on your property is the moment you are selling that guest on a return visit. So on check-in, hey, it's great to see you. Can thank you for visiting. I see you didn't book direct. Did you know that when you book direct, you get this extra value? You get this, you get this, you get free late checkout. Making really making that concerted effort to make your direct bookings just a no-brainer decision, even if you spent ninety-nine dollars. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's kind of what I was saying. So it's, it's I was joking, but um, you know, when when they get there, Pete, you, exactly what you said. You tell them you could have got the same thing if you would have just you know booked on our website or, or picked up the phone and called us. We we would have given you the exact same thing, and you you wouldn't have to feed the you know the the machine that is TripAdvisor. Yeah. It, and beast, we've seen yeah. that properties where, you know, the guests, specifically where if you book direct, you get free breakfast and you have an OTA, OTA guest come to the property and they say, what, what do you mean I have to pay for breakfast? Like, oh, yeah, we only offer that for when you book direct. And the guest gets a little bit upset. But a guest being a little bit upset is not necessarily a bad thing if it helps them go in the direction of booking direct next time it's uh yeah. it's taking fear of missing out and making it realize that they missed out and they won't miss out again yeah and, and be smart about that right look at look at the short-term cost versus the long-term gain in there it's probably worth having a policy where if a guest is disgruntled about that that you give it to them anyway the first time or maybe you give them partial you say okay typically they you know if you're in a four-night stay you get breakfast every day you booked for an OTA, there's some kind of altercation because of that. Maybe you say, listen, I shouldn't do this, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two days free, but please book direct next time. Or maybe you give them all four and say, but but we really need you to book direct next time. It's, it's you know, it's, it's basic conditioning. It's Pavlov's dog. You want to get people to behave the way you do. You offer them incentives. You reward positive behavior. Yep. I'd like to give the consumer the benefit of the doubt for just a moment in that a lot of consumers just really don't even know what that means. Correct. 100% agree. Most people don't. But that's our job to educate them. We have the opportunity. We have a conversation with almost every guest that comes to our property. So why wouldn't we invest the time? Imagine if for the last decade, every hotel in the world had spent 30 seconds encouraging guests to book direct imagine where we'd be today why is that not drilled into everybody in hospitality because of the convenience of something like a trip advisor where they can compare multiple properties at once and and that's what people have been drawn to is is something like a trip advisor now their household name along with booking.com expedia uh, but like you said Stuart, i I think we need to take the 30 seconds to talk to every guest and, and tell them about the benefits of booking direct, why they should book direct, what they get from booking direct. You know, it's it's the conditioning portion of it. Yeah. To make them and then we need to make it easy time. for them to do it. Right. We don't need to have clunky booking engines that suck, especially on mobile. You know, we, we need to get out of our own way. You know, we know that like 87 percent of people will visit our website during their purchase journey. 
and yet we're not getting for the most properties we're not getting 87 percent of people booking on a hotel website because they're choosing to book where it's easier where they got lower rates where they maybe perceive more value so we we it's not difficult i mean it's complicated but it's not difficult to offer incentives and value in in a frictionless booking experience to book direct it takes effort it takes rigorous um deliberate effort from your entire team it it requires alignment between all of your staff members it requires eliminating your silos none of those things are impossible none of them require magic it just requires effort and and, and, and what it does is it creates a relationship between you and that guest Um, when you have a real conversation with somebody and you talk to them about it it's you know especially you know now more than ever um, if, if you if you get to talk to a guest and, and tell them how Booking Direct helps you as the independent hotel, you know, as more importantly, business. how it helps them as a consumer. Right. So like it helps me, it helps you. We don't have to feed these these giant beasts that are you know who you booked through. And people people get it. They understand yeah. that. And people are now they're willing to give you the business directly if they understand that. Doing that gets them the same exact thing, and better, you know yeah. they're they're helping you out. Yeah, every, every study I've ever seen, that's people's preference. I mean, are there people that are loyal to a specific OTA? Absolutely, but that's a that's the minority of people. The overwhelming majority of people would prefer to book direct. There's a massive advantage. I mean, look at look at someone that books through Booking.com, right? Or, or probably Expedia is more of a problem. A lot of hotels won't let you change that reservation once you're on property. They won't let you shorten the stay. They won't let you lengthen the stay because it's a, a logistical nightmare. Yep. And this, this consumers don't understand this, and they get frustrated, and their frustration is aimed at the property, not at Expedia, where the, the cause of the problem is. So it's in the property's interest. It's in the guest's interest. It's the only person it's not in the interest is those evil leeches that are parasites on the industry. And again. I'm I'm being hyperbolic there. We we think they serve a great purpose, but the way they're being used is creating more problems than it should. And and it's and again, it's all about the communication with you and the guest. If you tell the guest that, hey, look, if you book through them, I can't help you anymore. It's mm-hmm. it's out of our hands. If you book through us, I can do everything in the world to make your stay change switch be better than it could you could possibly imagine. You know, if you if you if you get that message across, you're much more likely to get a, a direct booking. Yeah. It would be really cool. I've never seen this, but it would be cool if a property set up like a report so you could see, you know, if if you're doing a good job getting contact information of guests when they book through an OTA, which I I, I still frustrates me that hotels are resistant to this because as I said on Lauren's show earlier today, there's not one hotelier in the world that doesn't force every reservationist or, or check-in agent to, co- to collect the credit card at check-in, right? Or show an ID at check-in. It's part of the process. And yet we somehow allow them to, to push back and say, I'm not collecting an email or I'm not going to collect the appropriate email or put it in. Why aren't we forcing people to collect the email address? So let's assume we, we're getting 80% of third-party bookings email addresses now. Set up a report within your PMS that looks for when someone that was once an OTA guest books direct the next time. And every time that happens, ring a bell and celebrate it. And if you focus on that, people will start to change their behavior 
to, to, to see the celebration, to see the positivity that comes with that. And they're going to be more incentivized to do it in the future. Really simple yep. and yet really effective. Absolutely. So let's jump into our last set of uh, good, bad, uglies. So, so this one, the good is TripAdvisor Plus members already have dropped $99 and will be and will be traveling, no doubt. Getting access to this group will lead to improved conversions if you're on this program and an early adopter. Hey, I have a dumb question. Yeah. Uh, do we do they book on TripAdvisor site or yeah. is it a link to? Yeah, it, it's just like Instabook. Oh, okay, so they stay on TripAdvisor. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah, which is another advantage for some properties. You know, if, if you have one of those booking engines that suck, conversion <laughs> rate's probably yeah. going to be a little better on this system. There's a downside to that too, though. Um, Dean Schmidt with um, Basecamp Meta said this earlier, where, you know, if it's a meta search, people are landing on your booking engine. You have an opportunity there to, to hit them with a tracking cookie or tracking pixel and then remarket to them. With this, you don't have that opportunity. And we know that conversion rate is probably only, you know, 5% if we're being generous. So the 95% of people that don't choose to book you right then, you have no opportunity to get them back. Whereas with MetaSearch, you would perhaps have that opportunity. Yep. All right, what's the bad, 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 bad? So this is the, we mentioned this earlier a little bit, but... <clears throat> You're going to see profitability shrink, um, giving out discounts, and, and I mentioned you know paying attention to what your perks cost. It's for the independent hotelier. This is you're, you're going to notice the hit. You're going to notice the the fact that you have to provide this this ten to fifteen percent discount. You're going to notice the fact that you need to provide some type of other value add. Um, it's it's up. You're you're you've become a pawn in TripAdvisor's game. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways to look at this, right? One is, you know, you can raise your rates and, and, and make it appear to be a 10% discount. And like I said earlier, offer the same 10% discount on your own website. That's, that's one way of dealing with it. The other way of looking at it is, you know, this discount is essentially the commission right now, you know? So paying 10% off the top is a lot less than you would be paying to an OTA. So. Yep. And right. Melissa, do you ugly, want to share ugly, the ugly, last ugly. ugly we've got? The last ugly is that this thing puts OTAs on TripAdvisor in a very tough, tough spot. And will they be able to compete with plus rates? I don't know if that's necessarily an ugly, Pete. I want to put that in a good, but I had to do them in groups of three, so it got <laughs> lumped into ugly. Yeah, that's so, it's ugly for the OTAs, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we know that they're already backfeeding some of the plus rates with OTAs or with third parties. So yeah, there, there's probably some in the very onset where TripAdvisor is just foregoing commission to be oh. there. But long term, yeah. you know, if that OTA is only making, you know, let's say 15, 18 points on the on the booking and they have to drop that by 10, 15, it's just going to price them out of the market. Yeah. And Maybe. I would say here, the, the, the one I'm really more concerned about, like if, if you're not participating, TripAdvisor has shown this in, in the past with, with direct booking and, and with uh, with instant book and with, with uh, TripConnect, but they're not afraid to go partner with someone that has your inventory if you're not giving it to them. 
you know and, yep. and worst case scenario here would be that they go partner with some kind of you know wholesaler or or bed bank and start showing really significantly lower rates on this channel than you're showing on your your website they, so, they will 100 percent do that that is they've, they've already shown to do that i don't see why they wouldn't do that it makes them more money yeah, so so I, I think one of the tactical things, and we're going to talk about some of the things you should be doing in a second. But while we're on this point specifically, as you're as you're looking at doing this and looking at negotiating, whether you're going to be on it or not, there there are two considerations that I would make sure are definitely in your contract. And I don't know if TripAdvisor will allow this or not. I haven't seen any of the contracts yet personally, but OTAs did allow some of this when they first started out. So first of all, say. If I participate, you are not going to pull rates from any other source for my property. You're not going to allow this to happen. So that's that's number one, to prevent any kind of bed banks from getting on there under your property name. The other one is, if I'm on here, you are not going to bid on my brand at all, period. You're not going to spend money to steal my existing brand awareness. If you can get those two things into your negotiation... Then you're in a much better, more you're in a much stronger position moving forward. And like OTAs have done in the past, okay. And then six months later, hey, wait a minute, yeah. who's this putting on my brand? Well, well, now's the now's the time to get it. Of, now's the that, time to negotiate it because you have the power. TripAdvisor doesn't yet. Once yeah. they have the distribution, they're going to have the power. And just like the OTAs, they might flip it. But trying to negotiate it in now and get it so it's grandfathered into future renewals. Right. You'll never have a stronger opportunity to get those kind of negotiated clauses into your contract. Perfect. So, All right, okay. so we want to do some tactical things that, that people should be thinking about right now because that's that's what we like to do at Fuel, right? Yeah, we and we're, we're getting, getting kind of long. So what are we supposed to do? If we're just the, the independent hotel you're sitting on, on the sideline watching this and we're about to dive in, here are about five or six things that we think are going to be very important for you to do to to turn this into an opportunity for you. And the first one, without a doubt, is if you haven't done so already, start building that strong relationship management system, get a great CRM in place, and make sure your communications plan is phenomenal because it's going to be harder to keep those direct bookings. You want to be doing everything you can possibly do to make that a reality. Oh, what's the second one? All right. Number two is we need to make sure that we implement our own perks for booking direct. I would think that a lot of properties are already doing this. And if you're not yet, you need to go ahead and get on board with this. You know, I think years ago, I think, you know, Hilton was doing it with when you book direct, you get a, a cookie on check-in. Something simple like that is is easy to do, but it gives that guest the incentive to to book direct. The other thing, too, is why I really like gifts when they check in is it's visible not just to the guests, but also the guests who are checking in next to this person and creates the, hey, how come I didn't get a cookie? Because you're a bad guest. Book direct next time. And you smack <laughs> one of those. All right. Keep running through them, Pete, because we're All right. So time. absolutely, positively, no doubt about it. If you do not have a mobile app, you have to get one. It is not even an option anymore. We have clients who are passively using apps and they're seeing tens of thousands of dollars of direct bookings every month. And those are direct bookings that come without ever having to have gone to the web 
i.e. they didn't see your competition, they didn't see TripAdvisor Plus, they didn't see Google or anything else, they went right to you and made a booking. So do that and do that immediately. Next one, we want to continue, continue to diversify your marketing mix so you're not re reliant on just one magic bullet. You know, for a while it was PPC, then it was, I'm just going to give my rate to the OTAs, then I'm going to give my rate to Google, then I'm going to give my rate to TripAdvisor Plus. But you have to diversify and make sure that you're not completely reliant on one third party deciding if you live or die. Yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, that this this one is really critical. Don't don't disrupt direct bookings and send them to this platform. Let this be a way of distributing your existing partners a little more evenly in taking some from from Expedia and some from booking and some from other third parties in in, in translating them into TripAdvisor Plus. Yep. Absolutely. And then the last thing driving down that, that one data point of what is my reliance on third parties, that, that number should always be going down. Never yep. up. And lastly, be agile and give it a shot. So I think it, it's, a, it's a tool like any other tool. It's not necessarily good or bad yet. It's how you're going to use it. So try it. You take advantage of that first mover opportunity. And if you're going to fail, I love the saying of fail forward and just keep moving, moving the ball, getting it better and better and better, but give it a shot. So you are the expert at it and you can decide if it's the right tool for you or not. Yeah. And, and I want to be absolutely clear that this is not good for individual hotels. The, the agenda of TripAdvisor is to gain control of the hearts, the minds and the behavior of the guest. That is completely incompatible with what you're trying to do as a hotel. So you need to know that going into it and know that you're going to have to work a little bit harder to keep control of that guest. You have a massive advantage that they don't have. You get to host the guest. You get to engage with the guest in real life. They will never have that opportunity, nor any OTA. So it's, it's really important that you're investing in that, fir that, that first party data, investing in your infrastructure, your guest experience, and making sure that the guest relationship is with you, not with where they purchased. And ultimately, that will encourage them to come back and purchase with you again next time. A lot of hotels are not going to do that. And, and my fear with this platform is we're going to do what we've done with every other monster that's a, a, appeared. What's going on with Google? What's going on with the OTAs? We're going to invite this monster into our house. We're going to think it's a friend for a short period of time and we'll benefit from it for a short period of time and then we'll wake up one day in the not too distant future and we'll realize that we sold ourselves out in and now we're at a massive disadvantage as they begin to take more and more of our market share as they begin to increase the rates that they're charging for the pleasure of stealing our business so yeah, that's where we're inevitably having platform it's TripAdvisor's loyalty platform and never Correct. forget yeah. So go into it with your eyes open. I don't think you have a choice. You can't control that, that being the inevitable potential conclusion. But you, you, you know, you should go into it knowing how to defend it as best you can. And hopefully you can defend it a little bit better than your competition because you listen to this podcast and they don't. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Whew. So, that so not a short episode. It wasn't. It was not. Yeah. It was close to an hour and a quarter. I do want to ask you guys though, what what is the what's your percentage probability 
on Expedia coming out with a rebranded program because they already have something sort of similar, but some kind of rebranded Expedia Plus-esque platform in the next six months. See, I see it a little differently. I don't know that it's gonna someone's gonna piggyback on this and try to copy it. I think what they're gonna do is is require hotels to provide this rate to them, and then they, then the then the the traveler doesn't have to give the ninety nine dollars to TripAdvisor because they can then go get it on Expedia or Booking. I think that's that's how I see it going. But yeah, but they've got to get the noise to the consumer, right? Because Expedia is already essentially doing something very similar to this. There's already membership programs. You don't have to pay to be in it, I don't think. But it, there's already membership loyalty programs where you get discounted rates. And so it just doesn't have the awareness that TripAdvisor is going to get a lot of noise thrown at it right now. And so consumers are going to lean, lean towards it. So uh, that in, coupled with the Google situation, I think OTAs are probably a little nervous and are going to have to figure out ways to... to create a little spark of activity. I would see that in the very near future. Yeah. So in the next six months, what's your, what's the percentage? Do you think? I'm going to say 90%. Yeah. I'm up there too. Phil, are you slightly lower than that? Yeah. I think there's, there's going to be another tactic involved. Uh, I'd, I'd probably take it to like a 70%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more in Phil's camp where, I don't think you're going to come out as a with a with a me too type message. I, they're going to have to figure out something a little bit different. And and the reason I say that is TripAdvisor has assets that Expedia really does not. Nobody has ever gone to Expedia looking for reviews or anything like that. So so there is a bigger value in my opinion. And this is anecdotal, but I feel like TripAdvisor is a more trusted brand than say an Expedia. But you you will see. I'm, 65%. I, I, I think they used to be a more trusted brand. I don't I don't know if they are still, but maybe. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how this expands, you know, from for TripAdvisor, whether it gets into restaurants and things like that next. I, I would be surprised if it didn't. I think that would be reliant on how it works for hotels because it's more difficult for a restaurant to provide some kind of discount through TripAdvisor uh, and if if they try the tact of adding on a perk, I mean that's I I don't I don't see the same exact thing, but maybe well, something the, similar. Yeah, I mean it would it would, the the concept is right. If you've got a captive audience that's already subscribing to something and you want to provide value, they could go and use you know an open table esque kind of situation where if you book your reservation through TripAdvisor, you automatically get some kind of discount. You don't have to deal with the transit. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, it, it's in hotels. I mean, restaurants have to pay to participate in that. You know that that's the simplest way to execute it. But it's they're going to look to and, add value. Our whole lives I, are going to be wrong. I might be wrong. I think you know, saying that it's reliant on the performance of see, seeing how hotels do with it. I, mm-hmm. you know, they may roll this right into restaurants because it could yeah. work in restaurants and not in hotels. So yeah, exactly. We'll it's it's going to depend on consumer adoption. You know, if they can if they can get enough consumers, they'll they'll start adding more and more stuff, just like Amazon Prime has. And I think that's that's part of the worrying thing for consumers is you know we're getting to the point where everything is subscription now. We're, we're replacing one-off purchases. You can you can even subscribe to Samsung TVs now and get a new TV every year or two, and, and pay pay a monthly fee for that. 
You know, you can you can do that with food already, with grocery with grocery services and food services. You can do it with clothing. You can do it with me any media right now. You know, it's this is the way the world is is going. All major businesses uh, are looking for ways to drive subscription revenue. Yep, and travel's no exception. So, very cool. true. Well, Pete, so, thank yeah, you for so putting the, the notes stick together. It's a good one. Absolutely. So that's the fire hose. There's going to be a lot more coming out with TripAdvisor Plus, and as it does, we'll keep everybody in the loop. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if they uh, release stats on adoption, things like that. If And I wonder what their, their benchmarks are. You know, it'd be interesting. They'd never do this, but to say, here are our goals over the next quarter, you know, and year, and, and then to tell us whether or not they hit their, their goals of adoption. Yep. Anyway, well, thank you for joining us. If, if you want to get the notes to today's show, fueltravel.com slash podcast, click on episode 180, uh, where you can also check out 179 other amazing episodes from us Fueligans. You can also leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll read it out on the show. If you want to learn more about Fuel or you have questions for us, if you want a Clubhouse invite or you want to learn more about uh, MetaSearch or TripAdvisor or any of that stuff we talked about today, you can reach out info at fueltravel.com. And Pete, if they want to find you, where can they do that? Either on LinkedIn or even Clubhouse. I'm Pete DeMeo at both P-E-T-E-D-I-M-A-I-O. And Phil. Well, you can find me on LinkedIn at Phil Fariska or I'm on Clubhouse also. <laughs> You sounded reluctant about that second. Yeah, I'm almost out, Stuart. It is a time suck, but I will say this, and I was talking to a friend about this earlier today. It, it, you know, we all kind of silo up and, and get in our own little echo chambers. I'm finding myself in conversations with people with varying opinions, and I really appreciate that because it's easy to get sucked into your way of thinking and think that's the only way to think. And so I've really had a lot of interesting conversations with people who've actually changed my mind on topics. So that that's something I really appreciate about Clubhouse right now. And Melissa, if they want to find you, where can they do that? I am both on LinkedIn and Clubhouse at Melissa Cavanaugh. That's K-A-V-A-N-A-G-H. And you can find me on both those platforms at Stuart Butler. That's Stuart spelled the correct way, S-T-U-A-R-T. And you can find us collectively on all the social medias at Fuel Travel. And until next time, you have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I feel like we should have just given them the correct information up front when we said there was going to be an addendum. Yeah, but now they're here. So, I mean, we can't go back in time to go forward in time. I mean, that would just be breaking the the space-time continuum, and then we'd all be in trouble. <laughs> it's called the space-time addendum. So Ooh. this is an addendum. And, and to clarify, we, we really didn't say anything too inaccurate. I think the, the worst, the most heinous, egregious misstatement was that we thought it was minimum of 10%, and uh, it's not. So, Pete, we got, we got some, uh, after we recorded, we got some new information. So we're going to break that down here, tell you specifically what it is that, you need the qualifications, I guess, to be a part of this. And it is invite only at this point. Not not everyone's able to get onto TripAdvisor Plus. But uh, you want to yep. go through the list of what we what we now know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, everyone can uh, 
you know, punish me as you see fit. But we, we reached out to our TripAdvisor rep and hadn't heard back by the time we recorded the original episode. And as Big Lebowski would say, some things have come to light that uh, are changing probably what we would recommend initially. So, so we got some information version. back from TripAdvisor <clears throat> through, one of, uh, through some of our partners. And they're asking for a lot more in terms of what the partner hotels have to put up in order to become a plus provider. So really that breaks down into three categories. First is the discount. While their press release said that 10%, though they recommend 10, I mean, they really recommend 15, it's looking like they're going to require a minimum discount of 15% off your best available rate. That's a lot. That's 50% more than it was 30 minutes ago when these people were listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's some inflation right there i mean just that imagine what it's going to be like tomorrow it's crazy yeah so in addition to the minimum discount now being 50 percent higher they are requiring some mandatories and some specifics related to the perks so from a mandatory perspective if available you have to offer a free room upgrade upon check-in that's a big one and number two, when possible, the availability for both early check-in or late check-out. So, you know, those are, are mandatory that they want to make sure that, uh, that the PLUS members get this. In addition to that, free Wi-Fi and a customized welcome greeting for your PLUS members. So your reservation, or not your, your front desk staff is going to have to acknowledge that, you know, Joe Consumer is a TripAdvisor PLUS member. Uh, when, when you check in, God. So. Like, here, here's, here's where my problem is with this, right? This is stuff we've Everything. been saying that people should do for so long for their own direct booking guests. Right. And yet the vast majority of hotels haven't done it. So if we start seeing hotels now doing it because TripAdvisor says it one, I'll be very surprised, but more importantly, as a parent, I'll be really disappointed in, in <laughs> everyone. You know, <laughs> you hear that Stuart's going to take away your phone. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, you're banned from Fortnite have, for a week. I have a problem with how they're going to police some of this. Like, so the when available free room upgrade uh, must be given. Well, what if you're a property who gets a lot of walk-in traffic during summer months, just you know because of location or something like that? We know we know properties that have that. We know those rooms are going to fill up mo most likely during that night. If the person comes in because you have to give them early check-in, so they show up at 10 a.m., are you then required to give them the upgraded room you know you can sell later? I, To me, I don't like that. Yeah, and that, that's going to be an addendum for another episode because we don't know that as of yet. We could do so an addendum so, for the addendum. So, yes. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough, Phil. I mean, I know properties that do offer this kind of um, perk already, but it, logistically, it's a challenge. So, you know, the terminology, even in the email that TripAdvisor sent, is is sort of ambiguous, right? Because they use words like if available or when available and when possible. Uh, so, so yeah, get to decide that. Yeah, I mean, there is really no policing it, is there, really? So, I don't know. It, it's going to be yep. interesting to see the adoption of this. I, I personally think it's too many hoops, and we haven't even finished the hoops yet. But this is already too many hoops for the majority of properties to adhere to. So, therefore, a lot of people aren't going to either 
participate or if they do participate they're not going to deliver either way it's going to reduce the chances of this thing being a success yep. which again that's the greatest thing that could happen for this industry is if a bunch of people sign up for uh, a guest sign up for TripAdvisor Plus and then it fails miserably could be the best <laughs> thing that ever happened for the, for the industry I mean really yeah, because no, it will stop everyone else doing it. Yeah. Well, All right, so what... a, this could be a much better program if I think TripAdvisor got a little bit greedy on the whiteboard of things that hotels gonna have to provide. Because obviously a fifteen percent discount now, in many cases, that's greater than your OTA commission for some clients, uh, on par for for other clients. Then you start adding the free Wi-Fi if that's not already included. Most properties have that included anyway. The custom greeting becomes a logistical issue to making sure that you're you're welcoming guests properly and you're providing TripAdvisor branding at check-in versus dedicating that check-in experience to the property's brand. But we hadn't even started talking about those perks that we talked about. And when we recorded the episode, our understanding was a, a small welcome gift would be acceptable, a bottle of water, you know, a, a snack box or something along those lines will all be fine. However, according to TripAdvisor, there are two categories of perks, and you have to offer at least one from both categories. So category one are items that are worth $20 per night. Per night. Per, per night. night. That's crazy right there. Pete, it could still be a bottle of water. It just has to be like Fiji water or something. Yeah, it's going to be really nice water. Uh, those are things such as free breakfast, a dining credit, a bar credit. They specifically note, though, if you do credits, it has to be with no minimum spend required. So you could do a $20 bar credit and they could spend $20 at the bar and be done with it. Lounge access, complimentary airport pickup, whatever other things that you would typically charge for you have to offer for free at a value of approximately $20 per night. So here's what no, you can do. Not- you can just say, I give out, the GM gives out handshakes for $20. But if, we, <laughs> if you book yeah. through this channel, you get one of those for free. Exactly. Uh, so that's category one. So $20 per night. I mean, category- think about that, right? If, you're sell- if your ADR is like $100 or, you're, or even you're $150, done. right? Say it's $100. That's another 20%. That you're giving away in addition to the 15% discount. Exactly. Exactly. That's ludicrous. Ludicrous. And you have to provide uh, one item from category two, which is the welcome gift. Things like a bottle of wine or champagne, a cheese or fruit plate, because we all have those behind our, our reception desk, and or a box of chocolates, something along those lines. Well, just think about the logistics of keeping all that stuff, you know? Like if, if yeah. it's cheese and fruit, like keeping that fresh and cold, it, it just... I don't know. It, this is to me, if, if I was a, a management group and I had a bunch of independent hotels, I would devise this kind of programming for all my properties but to incentivize direct bookings. But for TripAdvisor to do this, one of two things even going to happen. Either they're going to snap everyone into alignment and everyone's going to be realized, yeah, we need to put the effort in to figure this out. And it's going to be the greatest thing for direct bookings since sliced bread because everyone's going to start offering even more incentives for direct bookings. Or, and this is more my prediction, no one's going to do this. It's going to be a disaster, and this this whole program is going to be for nothing. So there. Yeah, I, I it makes me angry. So, well, I mean, when, when you add everything together, when you factor in the discount, you factor in the value adds that you're doing, the free upgrades, 
you're taking your property. Let's go back to that $100 uh, nightly rate. You're taking that. That's dropping down to what a customer is going to perceive to be probably like a $60 rate when they factor in all the stuff that you're getting along with it. So now that you've more or less anchored your rate 40% less than what you were charging, how on earth are you going to get a guest to choose to set your property at a $400 and not be showered with gifts when they show up? You know, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go put all my inventory on Expedia because it's cheaper. Right. Yeah. Or are we, are this trip advisor chasing their customers to the 800 pound gorilla that is Google? I, I don't. Yeah, maybe. I mean, what this signals to me is that TripAdvisor is only interested in high-end luxury accommodations, because that's the only category that this would make sense for. If you're, you know, an all-inclusive resort and you're booking seven-day stays, this might make sense. But for anyone else, there's there's no there's no rational rationale in the world that says you should should do this at this point. Yeah, I would like to see, I can't find it on the site right now, what the actual language is to the person signing up for PLUS. What is it that it specifically says to them that they are getting by joining this? Like, is maybe, it maybe that's the third addendum. Maybe we need to add it. <laughs> addendum to the addendum to the addendum. Like, how big is the wording? Is it like you're guaranteed a 10% discount and some perks? Or is, is it you're going to get a room upgrade and early check-in and late check-out and some cheese and like because right. they're setting yeah. themselves up for failure if they get, if they're promising you're going to get that stuff. Well, and, and keep keep this in mind as well. TripAdvisor is not charging the property anything other than the members ninety nine dollar per year Yet. subscription fee. Yeah, Yet. exactly. So you're going to end up getting hooked on this just like people have done with Groupon where. You take your eye off the prize of building your direct bookings. You rely on this, and then all of a sudden, in addition to all the other things you're doing, TripAdvisor is going to ask for, well, we just need 5%. Now it's 6%, and it goes from there. It could be very, very bad for the for the industry. All righty. Well, I guess we need to call it a day because this is now a mammoth uh, one-hour-and-37-minute episode with the addendum. So hopefully people have stuck, stuck through to the end, but I'm sure we'll be talking about this a lot more on future episodes. Yeah, I think there'll be a part two. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called the addendum. <laughs> All right, you honorary fueligans, thanks for sticking with us. We'll we'll talk to you next time. Doo -doo.